I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algets, and joining me is Perry Nemiroff. Hey, how are you doing? I am very excited for you to do all the heavy lifting today, John. <laughs> I am just along for the ride. <laughs> uh, you know, it does make me a little nervous to be the one, you know, hosting this episode because it's like I'm sitting here with someone who, in my opinion, is probably <laughs> one of the greatest of all time when it comes to hosts. So which I know, like, you know, it's probably making you blush, but a little it, bit, is a little bit. it is it is how I feel. Uh, so I'm a little nervous about it. I'm hoping that I uh, that I can uh, do well by you. But anyways, today we are going to be talking about a whole slew of things that have me all kinds of excited. We're going to be talking about uh, Among Us animated series, getting a preview image. We're going to be talking about an update on Handmaid's Tale Season 6. But before that, we have to talk about Squid Game. Uh, Squid Game got a little bit of a first look bit of footage via a post from Netflix earlier today. Uh, it wasn't a lot. It was a little bit of a brief moment showing our, our protagonist making his way through what looked like an airport when he gets a mysterious phone call telling him that he is going to regret things. Perry, how, how did, how does this make you feel? Does this make you excited for season two? I'm so excited for Squid Game. John, I'm obsessed with Squid Game. I will also say just more broadly, I thought that that 2024 teaser for Netflix was very effective. It got me excited for their slate of movies and shows. I thought it was well cut, put things on my radar that might not have been. And then ending it with Squid Game, I thought was a very, very big deal. It is, you know, not like this wasn't already obvious, but it's quite clear that that's a pretty big brand for them at this point, especially after Squid game the challenge season one debuted and just like absolutely crushed it maybe not to the extent of squid game the drama but it was a very successful season of reality tv that i loved but i'm very excited to jump back into the into the story 
I'm assuming it's definitely an airport that he's in because he's dressed exactly the same as he was at the end of Squid Game season one. So for from my perspective, at least, it looks like a direct continuation of where things left off. And, you know, it's it's kind of something that I expected. There's no new information. It's a very similar type of phone call that wrapped up season one. At this point, my biggest questions about the show is how is the structure going to change? Because, you know, it is quite clear he's he's wealthy. He's played the games. He survived the games. Is he going to go back into the games? And if he doesn't go back into the games, then how is the show going to find a narrative structure where he can be doing what he needs to do in order to take down the folks in control while we're still experiencing the high concept appeal of the game? So I'm just curious to see what the main narrative winds up being. Yeah, I definitely, uh, like, if I had to venture a guess, I think what will probably wind up happening is either he's going to be forced into another game or he's going to find a way into another game to try to take it down yeah, from the that's inside. Kind of seems like like if I was running the show, that's sort of the direction that I would want to go with it. When uh, Maggie and I talked about this on a previous episode, I likened this to the Battle Royale films where mm-hmm. the first one was about the actual game. And then the second one was very much about uh, them trying to like take it down and very much like resisting the government. So maybe we might see something like that where it's, there isn't a game as part of the main narrative and it's more about like tracking down the people behind it. But I think that they're going to want to stick to that game format because the game is really the star of the narrative. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if that's the way that it winds up going. But as far as the rest of the slate, there was so mm-hmm. much other stuff that was revealed. Perry, what what amongst everything that we saw there got you the most excited? Besides- you know the answer. You know the answer to this. I feel like everyone in the chat who knows me knows the answer to this. I am so incredibly excited for Cobra Kai season six. Obviously seeing it pop up in this piece upped my hype for a season that I'm already very much looking forward to. I did get very hooked though on some of the behind the scenes images that the cast and creators have shared. In particular, the creators shared one behind behind the scenes image at uh, the Miyagi do- dojo and you know it almost features the entire main ensemble together which is very exciting because that's kind of what Cobra Kai has been building towards you know them all separating into different dojos and having a different uh, difference of opinions on many matters and now they're they're fighting together and you know I found that very exciting and also considering Hawk is uh, my favorite character I have gotten into the habit of getting very excited to see what his new hairstyle is going to be so I believe Sholo posted that image on his Instagram and we got a good look at the new Hawk. Very excited about it. I can't wait for more. I'm assuming a trailer has to drop in the very near future. I think we're going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next week we wind up with a lot of additional stuff from many of the projects that showed off there. Um, So yeah, Cobra Kai is one that I'm expecting we're going to get something from. And honestly, that's probably the one out of the entire slate that I am the most interested to see more from. Uh, I, you know, as we've talked about on the show, I'm not a big series watcher. I don't watch a lot of them, but there are a few that have, you know, been ones that I've made a point to watch in Cobra Kai is one of those and it's just spectacular so I'm excited definitely to see more of it uh but yeah so that's what Netflix has coming down the down the pipeline is there anything that you felt like was missing from the slate that maybe you would have wanted to have seen 
Good question, but nothing that comes to mind. There wasn't anything that that I was expecting to see in there that wasn't included. No. Fair enough. I'm yeah, it, like I was watching it and I was like, man, they are hitting every single point. So for me, there was nothing too overly expected, but you know, it is it is Netflix. It is they've got eight thousand things going at all times. So that it, they do. You know, I was very yeah. happy to see how heavily Hitman was uh, was represented in that trailer, too. It's been crushing it on the film festival circuit. So I'm really hoping that that one winds up being a big hit for them. That was one that definitely as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, I definitely need to check that out. Here, you know what was missing, John? What? It's new acquisition from Sundance 2024. It's what's inside. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was it's probably too soon to add that movie to a preview piece like this. But, you know, if you, you spend something like 17 million dollars buying the rights to a movie out of a film festival like Sundance, I have to imagine they're going to push that one pretty hard when time comes to release the movie. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you're probably right. It was probably far too soon for them to really include any of it in there. But, you know, it's going to be coming. We're going to we're going to get a chance to watch that on on that platform pretty or pretty soon. So that'll be good. To check out. Uh, go ahead and check out the slate for yourself. See if there's anything in there that catches your fancy. I'm sure there's something for everybody. in. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, speaking of season updates and mm -hmm. upcoming television to look forward to, we got an update on Handmaid's Tale season six straight from its star, Elizabeth Moss. While she was on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Live show, that was a weird way to say that. Uh, while she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, she mentioned that season six is going to be entering into production during the summer. And she is expecting that it'll probably mean a 2025 release for the season, which is a little bit of a ways out there. And it's already been a little while since we had season five. But, uh, you know, maybe it'll be one of those shows that's worth the wait. It is definitely not let us down so far. Perry, are you looking forward to more Handmaid's Tale? What is your 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 sort of feelings about the show in general? Very much. I'm looking forward to it, but but I have I have mixed feelings. And those mixed feelings don't come from the quality of the show because the quality of the show has been sky high since the very beginning. It's just, you know, it's weird to think about day one of watching the Handmaid's Tale and being like, wow, this is scary. But thank God we're we're at least like this far apart from that happening. And, you know, a lot of things that the show has tackled have 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 become realities and that is uh that is wildly disturbing but quality yeah. of the show is sky high i always look forward to more of this i think the the folks behind the show and the folks in front of the lens deliver every single time i also love love loved the very ending of season five it really excited every single season of handmaid's tale ends in a way where yes i want to see more but in particular, that last shot of season five, I'm just like, I need more now. And it makes me a little nervous that we're going to have to wait until 2025. We were talking about this a little with the uh, Yellow Jackets recently. That is going to be the next big 
widespread challenge that a significant amount of popular shows are going to have to face due to the delays largely caused by the strikes, they're they're going to have to sustain somewhat like a, a degree of momentum. They're going to make sh- have to make sure that that people are still interested, that they feel well caught up enough on these shows when we're looking at something like a year or two year breaks between seasons. And it's like not the easiest hurdle to overcome. But, you know, I, I have to hope that that quality will prevail and if they deliver a great next season that the audiences will still be there do you think that handmaid's tale in particular will have the longevity to be able to make it through that long of a wait yes i do i do always think that there's a built-in audience for handmaid's tale but admittedly over the years i i think it started off on a high high in terms of you know general buzz and also award season talk as well. And it does seem like that cooled off a little bit. It's not as hot a contender as it once was, but I do think that there's a built in fan base that, that, uh, that show has amassed and they will be there. I have to agree. I think that it, of many shows, I don't think are going to be able to survive something that long. Cause that'll be about, that'll be about two years, right? When did season five end? Do you remember? Season five ended. Was it a year? Was it a year ago? Exactly a year ago. So we were talking about, I think it, I think it was a year ago. So roughly a two year, two year gap. Yeah. I think, I think of any show that could possibly do it. Handmaid's Tale is definitely one of them because it is, it is like a much beloved prestige television series. So I think that it could definitely go with it. MK Songbird did say it was sometime in November 2022. So we're already a year on. That's, yeah, that's pretty, uh, it's a pretty long time to go. But, you know, that is the way that television seems to be these days. Long gone are the days of, uh, getting a season every six months. It seems sadly. So it's just where we're at. Uh, we're also going to have a little bit of a wait for this next piece that we're going to be talking about, which is the Among Us animated series. Yes. If you did not know the, uh, hit video game that was so popular amongst basically every Twitch streamer ever, uh, is getting an animated series. And that is coming from CBS TV studios and Inner Sloth themselves. And Inner Sloth actually just recently released a preview image on their Instagram. Uh, it is just simply the cafeteria on the ship with uh, a little bit of detailing in there. It's nothing like super, super exciting, but it is showing that there is progress coming on this show. Uh, Perry, did you ever get a chance to play Among Us? I did. I'm not going to say that that I'm an expert or especially well-versed in that world, but that is definitely one of the games that, you know, in particular during during lockdown when we were mostly, you know, hanging out virtually, that that's a game that that popped up quite a bit and helped me get through it a little and like I love it. I love it so much. I love I love the the nature of the gameplay. I'm really bad at it. I have no poker face. I stopped <laughs> I at Among too. Us. I, that was awful. I still love the idea. I love how how uh like the the user interface of the game and I love the design. <laughs> like I love the character design. So I'm just really excited to see this come to life in an animated series format. 
It is like the game just has so much charm to the animations and the designs and everything about like just this world is so bubbly and bouncy. And despite the fact that there's like horrific murder happening yeah. around every corner, <laughs> uh, it's just it's such a like very, very fun uh, world to be in. And so I am I am excited for an animated series. I actually did not know that it was coming until I saw this preview image. Um, so, you know, I'm completely on board for it are there any like other like maybe like smaller games or any other properties you know be it books or anything like that that you feel like would be prime for an animated series oh you are asking the wrong person (laughs) i don't game very much if if uh if we move outside of games maybe other just like other animated series based on the games i play it'd be like an animated wordle series and like who wants to play that nonsense they made an emoji movie. I think they could make an wow. animated Wordle. Emo- emojis at least have some sort of, I don't know, anthropomorphized have, have element. Or can be given characteristics as much as emojis can. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. I don't game much. <laughs> that's what we've got for... Uh, the episode today let's uh let's actually let's take a moment let's dive into chat because we've been getting a few questions here uh for instance steve over here was asking thoughts on sony getting 28 years later uh we haven't talked about this on the show yet uh what are your thoughts on 28 years later coming with kelly murphy being involved in everything um i i uh i'm really looking forward to it steve and i had discussed that one recently and it's a you know it's a film series that that i quite like i i am an admirer of many of the people involved and i think it's i think i was about to say i think it's a good time to bring it back but really with that kind of concept i think any time is a good time to bring it back so i'm on board big time i'm i'm kind of hoping that it revitalizes the zombie genre just because I've been a big fan of zombie movies my entire life, and it's been a while since we've had like a really good. I mean, we had we had that Zack Snyder, uh, uh, what was it called? Army of Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. I, quite I like always that. space on the name of it because I'm sorry, but it's just such a generic title. Uh, but outside of that, we haven't really had much zombie media besides The Walking Dead, and it's it'll be nice to get something zombie related. Is where I feel on it. Oh, there's a uh, zombie like movie coming out real soon in Lisa Frankenstein. No, yeah, well, I mean, Frankenstein is is its own own thing, and but I mean, I was excited to see that movie already uh just because it's such a like it has such a like a great production uh design to it that i'm such a big fan of it uh excited excited curious in the rogue troopers movie announced from duncan jones being made using unreal engine 5 that's from mk songbird uh that'll be that'll be interesting just because using like i am such a huge fan of them using game technology for film production i loved everything going on with the mandalorian when they were using the volume and all of the technology behind that so seeing more and more of that has just got me excited also somebody who you know i in my free time use unreal engine quite a bit i've been working on learning it and doing some development with that so i'm completely on board for seeing more and more of a proliferation of the use of this technology i think it's going to be pretty great uh do you have any thoughts on this perry on i do not i do not have a whole lot of knowledge about unreal engine quite like you do but (laughs) in in general any any technology that's worked into the filmmaking experience to serve it for the better great 
I just always like to make sure that certain visual styles and tools are integrated into the the uh, the end result that we see on screen well. And, you know, when you bring up the volume, I've, I've seen it used well and I've seen it not pan out as well as I would like. <laughs> I think I trust uh, of all people, I think I would trust Duncan Jones to do a, I, it would at least it'll at least be a very good looking project. I am looking forward to more from Duncan Jones. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that is where we're going to end our episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Perry, is there anything that you've got coming down the pipeline that you would like um, to promote? I'm actually going to take a moment to promote someone. I believe this one is Steve's because if anybody um, has been following along with the Collider FYC screening series that we work on with the fine folks at Landmark Theaters, you know we've been ramping those up a good deal. And I believe the next one is one that Steve... Oh no, this isn't the next one. There's more to come. So I will have more announcements soon. That was a great tease that I didn't intend to make. Um, <laughs> Steve is moderating a post-screening Q&A for the Teacher's Lounge, and that is happening at the Landmark Westwood. If anyone has not been to the Landmark Westwood, it's one of my favorite theaters in all of Los Angeles. I think it's beautiful. I love the vibe there. That is where this screening is taking place on February 13th at 7 p.m. So definitely when you get a chance here, I'll even uh, drop this in the live chat so you have a quick link to it. Um, if you click on that, it'll take you to all the necessary information and also the landing page to buy tickets. So please do. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you there and stay tuned because we're going to have more Collider FYC screenings for you very, very soon. I will say for me, that's probably one of the biggest like one of the things that I am the most upset that I'm that I don't live in L.A. for is all of the different collider screenings and everything going on down there <laughs> that I miss out on. Because I hear like I hear you and Steve talk about all this cool stuff that's happening. And I'm like, man, I really wish I could go. But that's like, you know, 800 miles away. So I don't mean to rub it in, but I like to hype up the screening series, whether it's FYC or the regular series where we did the, the Scary Perry series in October there. They're a lot of fun and it's, you know, we, we love our virtual community that we have here on Collider Dailies. It's like, it really is a special experience to get to meet so many of you face to face and to, to be able to like share in our enthusiasm for movies in the same room. So really grateful that we get to do stuff like this. Yeah. One of these days I'll have to make a trip down and actually go to one. Please do. <laughs> But while you're over there getting tickets for the screening, just be sure to check out Collider.com. We've got some fantastic articles. We've got great interviews coming down the pipeline. We've got great premium video coming. It's all just fantastic stuff over there. Get over there, get informed, stay informed, and have a fantastic time. We will be back tomorrow. I actually believe it'll be us again, won't it? You're stuck with us. <laughs> you know week. I, I think I think it's a it's a great week. Is all I have to say about that. Uh, so, yes, we will be back tomorrow with more entertainment news for you. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and take it easy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.